The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You're actually getting the full meal deal. It's Kelsey Campbell and Morgan Black in studio this afternoon. Wow, I like that we were a full meal deal. We're burgers and fries. Okay, I'm glad you fixed that because I actually felt weird about it as soon as I said I was, it. I, yeah, that's why I said it. But <laughs> Thanks for improving that situation. Burgers, fries, and a milkshake. Yes. Oh, speaking of which... I was coming over from Global Television, our p- partners over there this morning, drove past, I was on, on Calgary Trail, right beside where Peter's Drive-In is marked down, and they're trying to get some more commercial buildings, and they're saying, join Peter's, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be my will. happy place. Yes. I can't wait to order the, the regular fries, and it's just a bucket. Each and every time, it just astounds me that the fries that's are that the, No, that's the small, and it could feed a family of 12, yes. It's, it's incredible. I wonder if... I don't know, like, if we get Peter so close, will I still go when I drive to Red Deer in Calgary? I don't know. The answer is yes. You're right. I, I have done weekend trips to Red Deer, to Gasoline Alley, when that second one opened up, just to go get my milkshake from Peter's and then drive back. It's been a day trip. It's great. So some, it's gonna... some people climb Mount Everest. Some people <laughs> drive to Red Deer to get a Peter's milkshake. It's my Everest, finishing that bad boy off. <laughs> And there is technique in getting that thick milkshake out through the straw. So I just wait for it to melt. Train train for it. Okay, we are uh, switching gears once again. This is another powerful conversation. And we're so lucky to have the CEO of the YWC Edmonton, Leslie Allen, on the line. We, as a city, have launched a pilot project to try to figure out what those identifiable markers are in communities or on in certain neighborhoods or specifically on a, a specific street or a park that people feel unsafe in. This is both women and men about, you're just literally supposed to put a pin in the map saying, I feel unsafe here and here are my reasons why. And the city's going to gather this information and see where it goes of what they can do to start chipping away at some of these places that either have been stereotyped as unsafe or to actually fix major issues that have made specific areas unsafe. We'll go to Leslie for her to weigh in. This is her life's work, trying to make women and children feel safe. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? So good. So glad to have you on the line with us this afternoon. Well, thank you so much for having me. And hi, Morgan. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good. So I, I kind of teed it up. This is all born from a, a conversation, a conference that happened back in 2017. The UN Women's Safe Cities and Public Spaces for Women and Girls International Conference. This is the city taking the bull by the horns and saying, we heard what had to be discussed there and we're going to do something about it. Absolutely. Yes. What what do you make of it, this, this pilot project? It's going to be an app, and we're supposed to identify if there's an attack has occurred or if there's something just that feels a little shady and, and we feel unsafe. Do you believe that there are actual identifiable markers in areas that we need to somehow manipulate change? Uh, absolutely. Well, at first I'd like to say, you know, this is a really a good news story for, for women and girls here in Edmonton. Um, unfortunately, Edmonton has been consistently ranked as one of the bottom cities um, around safety here in Canada. So um, huge applause to the city of Edmonton for for addressing this and, and really trying to take some practical steps in, in changing this for uh, the safety for women, girls, men, uh, for the whole community of Edmonton. 
so um, and you know we're we're really happy to see that they took the information from this conference and is are making practical strides towards making a, a change in the marker in in the landscape as far as this is concerned. Leslie, you said that we're already seeing some results coming out of this pilot project. What kind of data are you collecting? What, what are we seeing so far from people who are putting the markers in about bad lighting, feeling unsafe? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not specifically talking about the, the app itself, but I know that from our experience, um, we we launched a photo voice uh, project with our girls from Girl Space, um, and we had young women taking cameras with them, and we asked them whenever they were in a situation where they felt unsafe to take a, a picture of where they were, and then later had them, uh, had all the pictures developed and had them look at them and, and to write captions or stories around why did they feel unsafe in those areas. And I think, you know, what we were able to glean from this project is that people's realities are different for each individual. So what I might not consider to be a safe space, you may consider to be one, you know, so it's, it, it becomes very individual and sometimes um, t- to actually begin to identify when there's many people that might feel I'm unsafe in this area, whether it's a back alley, poor lighting, um, maybe noises and sounds. Um, so it's beginning to be able to actually identify those areas and then uh, a plan to respond to this can be developed from it. Your life's work is is dedicating time to researching, trying to figure out ways to create safer communities for women and girls. We've Mm -hmm. seen in many studies that Edmonton ranks very, very low when it comes to Canadian cities. Is is there anything that you can, any conclusions that you can draw from why that is? Well, you know, I'm a newcomer to to Edmonton, so, you know, I'm I'm not really familiar as to all the work that has been done here, but what I can say about that is, you know, the having this app available, it's going to be able to give um, a really good idea of the perception of unsafe places here in Edmonton and uh, be able to really begin to tackle some of those areas or some of those concerns um, and, and, you know, taking it to different departments, you know, such as transportation, um, infrastructure, to be able to look at how can we rectify those problems um, to make it a safer place for, for everybody who is playing or working in those environments. Leslie, how important is it, would you say, to have the ability to get feedback and send your thoughts in real time rather than going home and and stewing on it, thinking about it, and maybe passing it along to your friends saying, I kind of felt not sure in this area of downtown. How how important would you say for for the real-time response I think it's it's critical it really is because you know you sometimes you get those senses um, that you're really not feeling safe and then you walk away and you know it's kind of like having that you know tickle in the back of your neck where you're you you know something's wrong and then you you kind of try to pretend it didn't happen or you think you're over exaggerating you know so being able to hit that app and say yep I'm really not feeling comfortable in this space, uh, will give a really good indication of what areas need to be concentrated on. 
Sometimes we just don't pay attention to our instincts. My concern is, like you, you had pointed out earlier, some people are just more sensitive than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't people people typically don't like being in the dark and hearing strange noises. Period. Whether it's a squirrel climbing up a tree and you hear rustling in the trees, you, your mind starts playing tricks and you start drawing conclusions. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people who specifically say they hide in their own parking lot of, of their condominium if they see someone else pull in because they assume doom is upon them. So they're hiding because they just they don't. They, there's that lack of trust. So is there any risk here that we're going to start blacklisting certain neighborhoods or streets because people are just naturally uneasy? I think that, you know, this is a a method to collect data for research and in any research project you look for trends. So, you know, if it's it's one person who remarks about one place and really it doesn't come up at all after that, it may not be as critical or as pressing as, let's say, many people who say, well, I really felt unsafe in this parking lot or in this unlit park or, you know, that lights are down and I'm not feeling safe going to my car. Leslie, can't thank you enough for for spending some time with us this afternoon. Well, I really appreciate it, Kelsey and Morgan. Thank you, Leslie. That's Leslie Allen. She's the CEO of the YWCA in Edmonton. a more appropriate song than that one for what I experienced last night. Planned my entire day around it, booked out of work early because I had asked my husband to be my date to share at Roger's Place. I got my tickets to share probably about four months ago and I have had May 27th in my head since that day. I looked at the tickets once. They've been sitting in the bottom of my purse. Didn't look at them again. I'm driving home. He calls me and he said, okay, I'm a little bit confused because I just wanted to make sure. I had just told him I assumed the show started at 7. That's typically when doors open. He said, I'm a bit confused because I looked up just to be sure that the show started at 7 and uh, Cher's concert was on Saturday night. I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. I saw you leaving work booking it. You did have a sense of urgency. Well, I wanted to get dolled up and we're going to make a night of it. And uh, completely blew it. So you missed. And I have no excuse because I've literally been carrying the tickets to and from work with me every single day in my purse. And I just didn't think to look at them to double check. And what's weird is I work for a station that was giving away share tickets. Like, I should have known that it was on Saturday night, and I didn't see anyone posting about it on social media. It was a busy weekend, didn't really look. So did you just, like, hunker down at home and, like, crank No, I didn't. Share? I wanted or did nothing you to do with her. Okay. Yeah. No, I wanted nothing. I didn't want... I, I went on Facebook for four seconds. Someone had posted what a great time they had at Share. I, I believe was done. she has a Las Vegas residency. You could always... If I could turn back if time. If you could turn back time. I would go on the actual night that Cher was in Edmonton. We want to have a little bit of fun here for the rest of the show. We're going to tackle a couple of, couple of lighthearted topics. It's Morgan Black and Kelsey Campbell sitting in studio in place of Jalen Nye this week. She's, she's taking the week. What is the biggest event that you just 
missed by accident. You either slept in and it was just too late to show up or you put the wrong date in your calendar or you tried to merge your calendar and we're in the middle now of wedding season is taking off. People are having more garden parties and backyard barbecues. Was there an event that you absolutely should have been at and you just completely missed it? It blipped. Well, I didn't miss it, but I very nearly missed a final exam in university. It was an online course. And so I was so used to doing all of these courses through my computer. I would do it on my own time. It was great. I was thriving, enjoying so much free time, doing my exams like 8 a.m., midnight, whatever I wanted. And then the final, which I had signed up for, kind of like the share tickets, just months before preparing myself. And I woke up and I was like, oh, do I do I have something to do today? Because I was in the midst of finals, final month. And I looked at my calendar and uh, I very quickly drove to Grant McEwen or to McEwen University. It was that day. Oh, yes. Yeah, but but the nice thing was that in this scenario, they had they had kind of a, a staggered start. So there wasn't an, an exact like 10 a.m. You better be there. But I if had I not checked my calendar, I would have missed my final exam, probably gotten a zero. Maybe I wouldn't even be here today. You would have been a failure. Yeah, they would have been like, like they would have been like on my on my resume. Like I noticed you missed your sociology exam. <laughs> I have a a friend named Ellen, and she is a crazy successful entrepreneur. And she was just telling me last week how she came to work for herself because she's having some trouble securing some funding. She's like, it is sometimes just easier working for the man. But she said the reason she went out on her own and, and started building her own company was it was her one year meeting like her, her her chance to to negotiate her raise and it was her performance review with her boss and she said that she set her alarm like any other day and just was wiped out from the night before slept through it completely completely blew through her one-on-one meeting with her boss who she rarely saw and that was the day she decided you know what I don't want to wake up for somebody else I want to wake up and so now she rolls into the office when she feels like it works late when she feels like it but that was the deciding factor because she woke up and she said, I felt so rested. I kept thinking, like, I never feel this rested when my alarm goes off. And then she realized that it was noon. Does your phone ever die in the middle of the night and then the alarm does not go off? I should, we should all go back to old school alarm clocks because I, same thing happened to me last week. I was like, oh, wow, I had a great sleep. And I was like, oh, it is eight. It was not good. I'm about to throw Ryan Jesperson under the bus. Uh-oh. His first day at Chad. It was supposed to be his first day, not not where we were launching his show yet, but he was coming in and we're kind of introducing him to the audience. And he was supposed to be in studio with the big boss, Sid Smith and I. And he had been working in a, a television morning show where his alarm went off way the heck earlier than what it does now for his 9 a.m. gig. And uh, it's, it's 8, he's not here. It's 8.30, he's not here. And then, um, so I'm, I'm calling, and I'm calling him, and I'm texting him, being like, is everything okay? And he's not showing up. He ended up rolling at 10.30 in the morning. He's like, I have no idea. He just said, because I wasn't, my alarm wasn't going off at 3 in the morning, I thought one alarm would do the trick, and I just slept right through it. His very first day. He's so lucky that he has his own show today. His body was <laughs> catching up on years of missed sleep. Yes. What about the opportunities where someone else is missing a big event. My dad almost missed my high school graduation because he was trying to fly in out of town from work. And I remember like sitting in my, you know, my, my beautiful gown being like, his, like saying to my mom, like, is my, is my father coming to this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be here, sweetie. Don't worry. And I was like, 
I'm walking I'm walking across the stage in, in 20 minutes and I think I think he got there just in the nick of time it was like 15 minutes to go and he was like I still look out in the crowd he's there clapping I was like oh that was that was a rush Brandon Escott is manning the board you're looking at me with that like you have a story what did you completely miss Oh, I've you know, working for other stations in town at the street team. Uh, there's times where basically any time there was a remote, it was on a Sunday or a, a Saturday, excuse me. And I thought, OK, well, uh, business as usual. And I blew it. I was a complete day behind. And that was shortly before I ended up leaving anyway. But I left hat in hand because of the incident. So bet you didn't share that story in your job interview for 630 Chad. Got that right. Just sometimes I completely miss days of work by accident. But don't worry, you can count on me. I like that you called it the incident (laughs) because now Kelsey has the incident, which is share. You have the incident. I had, I had shared this story when I w- was filling it a, a couple weeks ago when for the Ad- Avengers, when it had first come out, Endgame, and everyone was talking about it. I felt so bad for Kevin Thomas, who's actually a member of our team over at our sister station, Global News Radio, and a member of our street team. And I was working at an event with him on Saturday, and he was so jacked. For four hours, all he talked about was getting to go see Avengers Endgame. And he was taking his dad, and he bought tickets in advance and we're just wrapping up the shift about to take down and he comes in after taking a phone call and he's ruined like he just beside himself like what's going on Kevin did your dad refuse to wear a costume tonight (laughs) and he's like I bought tickets for Friday night's show by accident we completely missed it it's what he talked about to everybody for four hours I had to hear about him going to see that completely miss the movie that is and there's no like it when in these i mean you can always go see the next avengers but when it's a special moment between you and your father it's like that's not coming back share i mean she's always maybe retiring like you when when are you going to go see share my grad if my dad had missed my grad it's like that's it there is not another redeeming moment at least at least with the avengers there was future shows to watch but if you're building it up to that that open would that would that, would that have been opening night on friday that he had mistakenly had tickets for? No, I think it was early. I think it was like the Wednesday came out. Tuesday, Wednesday would hit theaters. Oh. But but everyone was trying to get for right. that first opening week. And then you're worried cared. about spoilers. Because yes. you, can't, you can't stay away from them for too long. Oh, he was ruined. I'm getting beaked for being excited to see Cher. She's a legend. She's Are a you... wonderful performer. <laughs> David Texan, uh, Cher's got to be 72. I think she's 73. Okay. I don't, I don't know care. why I know The that, point but. is, she's still a babe. She looks unreal, and she can move and sing like it's incredible. And then the last word on this goes to Bruce. He texted in saying, Jeff Dunham tickets. Bought tickets in the fourth row. Found them two months after the show behind the fridge.